Hey, everybody, this is Heidi Bennett of Vibrant Visionaries podcast and Spinal Tap Minute podcast. And this is a quick little promo for an upcoming event, and it's Movies by Minutes Portland. We're going to be meeting up in Portland, Oregon on Saturday, August 24th for live podcasting games. And on the stage, we've got the Movies by Minutes guys from Star Wars Minute. Actually, it's going to be a mashup of Star Wars Minute and the Godfather Minute. The newly pod game, Rick from Mad Max Minute is going to be hosting that. Vibrant Visionaries, where I'm going to have the fellas from Open the Podcast Doors, Hal, <laughs> which I think you could probably figure out which podcast that is. And then just added the cast and the furious. So lots of live podcasting and some games going on. Tickets are $20. It's a family friendly event. It's really a social event. It's not just for the movies by minutes listener, but the podcast listener and fan alike. Go to moviesbyminutes.com slash Portland. That's moviesbyminutes.com slash Portland to buy tickets. Again, tickets are 20 bucks. See you in Portland. The Swamp Without a Still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And MASH Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast. MASH Minute. Well, it's a minute by minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tooney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, Mash Minute. Hey! Hey! Welcome to Mash Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film one minute at a time. I'm Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Heidi Bennett of Vibrant visionaries a podcast that's not movies by minutes but movies by minutes adjacent (laughs) (laughs) welcome back Heidi thanks for joining us uh yeah I love how I always want to specify at the top like this is the movie it's the movie we We love the tv show but this is the movie we are not analyzing a cbs sitcom one minute at a time because that would actually be insane (laughs) we'd be dead before (laughs) 11 seasons oh man podcast for megan did i tell you uh the robinson boys are doing the godfather minute but they only release one episode a week so they're gonna be doing it till they're dead (laughs) no i just well wait are they they doing all three there's three godfather films right yes so are they doing all three yes one and minute at a kind time. Of, are they once long, a week? If I remember yes. correctly, I, like, <laughs> I listened to the audiobook for the first one recently. It was actually really well. Okay, let me put it this way: not my cup of tea, but um, what's his face from what's his face? That's so helpful. <laughs> um, the guy who with Gary Sinise hosts the um, Memorial Day DC concerts oh. on PBS. Oh. Tony, what's his face? You know who I mean. Somebody right Not now is like... Shalube. No, no, no. There are other Tonys. <laughs> anyway, that guy, who I'm going to Google right now. Editing will be beautiful. <laughs> he read the audiobook, and he's really, really great for it. But the Godfather books just go on forever. The- and ever. 
And I accidentally had my six-month-old, well, she wasn't six months, she was younger than that, in the car when I was listening to one, and they start talking about so-and-so's manhood, and I was like, okay, need to maybe not listen to this with my child in the car, but... Megan, my child saw all three Godfather movies while I was home on maternity leave, and then I'm I not, kept coming the theme while Payton. planning his christening. I'm... So... <laughs> Hey, is he so mad? It was my fault. There were godparents involved. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my child was not impressed with Mash. Let's put it that way: the TV show or the movie. But, <laughs> Mom, this is not okay. It's boring. Just keep feeding me. There's not enough things movement on the television. What's happening? Anyway, we have a lot of movement in this minute. <laughs> I know, right? We do. <laughs> I'm the queen of transitions. There's a lot in this minute. There's a... So we start off with Duke, right? That this shot is... goes quickly to some silverware. <laughs> this is minute nine. Minute nine. Which starts with the silverware. Starts with silverware, Trey. It ends with Hawkeye calling Duke's attention to Lieutenant Dish's beautiful hand. So yes. we go on a journey to be 60 <laughs> we go seconds. We <laughs> I get really excited because we get to see Duke picking up his silverware and his tray. And although my summer camp did family style, it just took me right back. Took you right back. It did. If you ever watched the movie Wet Hot American Summer, they mm-hmm. used the same plates and uh, cups that we had at ours. And so at one point, a cup falls on the dining hall's floor. And it just that noise is just like... Instant time portal. (laughs) (laughs) And then he throws his silverware into the tray of soapy water for it to suck. And then, like, that's what we used to do to see how far back he could stand and still make it. And it's a whole journey. (laughs) Anyway, my kid just woke up and he's like, stop reminiscing about things that happened before me. (laughs) I don't care. We get our first glimpse of Colonel Blake and some other soldiers. And I'm going to go check on him while you guys talk about that. All right. Yeah, we have, you know, they get their food, and I just like how they just sort of, like, go right over and just sort of insert themselves next to Lieutenant Dish. Like, oh, just some people. I'll move over, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like when we see in movies when kids are, you know, somebody's new in the school and they can't figure out what table to sit at or what clique to belong to. Right. There's none of that. It's just, just here we are. Insert myself. And I like... over, please. (laughs) And clearly there must be a lot of turnover in this place because they don't, they see, the nurses seem so like, oh, yeah, new people, whatever. Oh, you're talking to me? What? I'm sorry. We were having a conversation. Okay. (laughs) Hi. Yeah, and Colonel Blake says we're expect somebody. Yeah, uh, we're expecting some real sharp surgeons. So obviously, right. whatever vibe these guys are giving off is not, not sharp surgeons. Exactly I'm right. shocked. <laughs> yeah, they're just sort of like, oh, what? Sorry, what? Should we talk about the security at Mash? Should we? How yes. Not good it is. How, how there seems to be a lack thereof, and yet I mean, there were MPs when we, you know, at the whatever base we were at that they got the jeep from, and yet there seems to be no MPs at the moment at the Mash. There although, are only MPs when we need them for plot reasons. This is true. <laughs> and the Go MPs ahead, weren't very effective. No. At the other place, so. No, they were not. <laughs> That's true. I mean, this struck me because there is a whole episode about an enemy soldier just wandering into the mash mess hall tent and getting some food. Yes. And Radar doesn't realize until after he's gone, like, hey, wait a second. Wait no a one second. knew who that guy was. And so 
I always think of that episode at the scene when he's like, oh, who are those guys? They must have just wandered. They're just hungry. They must have just come from the front. And it's like, uh, shouldn't some, I mean, I like says he's going to look into this and he's getting up and everything. But I mean, it feels like they shouldn't have gotten this far, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess if you walk anywhere with the right amount of I belong here attitude (laughs) and, you know, they're dressed they're dressed appropriately that you can just get into almost anywhere, you know? I'm so sorry. I have to tangent this again because I have the best story based on that about how my dad's best friend almost attended my birth. Um, (laughs) My poor mother in labor in the hospital suddenly looks up and my dad's best friend John is standing in the doorway and when she says what how why what is happening he goes ah you just walk quickly and say i got one in maternity say what yeah he just walked into the hospital found my parents was quickly informed that he would not be staying (laughs) (laughs) took my dad out they probably like went to the parking lot and had a cigarette but yeah that was he that just, was he's thing. Like, he's like, yeah, you just walk fast. And my dad was always like, you know, if anyone Gino. could just walk into a hospital and talk his way into maternity, it was your Uncle John. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, that really, my heart just grew three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, it's, I, it's true. You act like you know what you're doing. Most people won't stop you. Absolutely. I just, there are only so many roads into camp. Like, that, this bothers me on the show, too. Like, I need to read more about actual MASH units. Like, it feels like security should be much tighter in both mediums, the movie and the TV show. (laughs) Yes. Because it is a military installation. Like, there should be a plan in place for this. Well, here's a thought. So MPs are, you know, they're military police, right? They're probably, necessarily they're not drafted in, but they're probably, they're probably more selective about who's an MP, right? Than a surgeon, right? Because surgeons. I would hope. Oh, you would hope. So because this movie has a certain anti-war bent to it, would Mm. MP, having too many MPs around, except for, you know, comedic play or when it makes sense that you need them in the scene, would that just be, you know, because it's an anti-war film in a lot of ways. Yeah, the just would, ha- would the their MPs style. just sort of cramp their style? Yeah, exactly. Is it, is it just sort of like, eh? Because I'm sure there was probably actual security back in the day. One would hope. Well, and is this one of those cases where, as time goes by and you tell the story, you only remember the fun parts? Mm, that's true. <laughs> the one time someone got past the MPs, right, and hit the mess hall tent. That's true. Definitely possible. Definitely possible. So I also wonder, I feel like at some point there was dialogue that kind of implied that there was an officer's mess hall tent and an enlisted men's mess hall tent. Yes. But but Radar is here, isn't he? Yes. So that can't be the case. It has to just be. Well, but he's with the officer, right? So maybe, you know, because he's with Blake. Oh, okay. That's my working theory. They they don't mind if he sits there. No, plus it's Radar, right? I mean... (laughs) He's going to probably save someone's butt, especially Blake's, right? So, nope. <laughs> Heidi, you'll be excited. Well, you're going to get to see more Radar, but Gary Berghoff is the only person who carried over to the TV show in his same role. Right. I remember so, that. That was exciting for me that he's in our first Yay! minute with dialogue. <laughs> he's in the last minute of the movie, and then they brought him over to the TV show. He really feels like kind of the heart and soul of it. 
is the, is this little radar character. And then, unfortunately, the boys have their food and sit down. <laughs> yes. Then, as we were talking when you were gone momentarily about how uh, they just sort of just sit there. They just show up and they're just like, oh, we're sitting here. And the nurses are like, okay, cool. New people. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, like, these are big tables. It, oh, it, yeah. They'd be shared. It makes sense. The uh, women are having their conversation. You know, he, he asked Dish to move over. She does so happily. I so badly want to know what he's looking down at when he, like, almost sits on something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun little bit of busy work by Donald. And they are talking about some poor nurse's acne. <laughs> as one does when you're in a war zone, right? I just felt so bad. I It's I, just as petty. It's like high school, right? But not... <laughs> It is because it's it's and and I was horrified because they are talking about Fiso Hex soap. Fiso Hex, yeah. Fiso-hex. Doesn't that still exist? So it still exists as a prescription in America. I think in Europe right. you can still get it over. And it it wasn't taken off the market over the counter until 1972. So as of this movie totally fine that's just an acne treatment and a a nurse it makes sense it's a disinfectant she would know all about it i'm sorry i've suffered from acne more of my life than not i don't feel the need to treat it with something designed to stop staph infections on my like don't put that on your face that's not good for you oh oh you know what i was actually thinking of when i saw when i heard that i was thinking of physoderm It's a, it's a Which soap. they reformulated. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Physoderm originally was if you reacted oh, really? badly. Yep. Yep. Oh, so it really wasn't all that off. Never mind. Want, want, want to know the chemical name? I got that too. Hexachlorophene. <laughs> Which means things. Research. <laughs> but yeah, Physohex was known as something that was an antibacterial skin cleanser. So it was a treatment for acne, mm-hmm. but they just didn't know how harmful it was until, yeah, right basically after <laughs> the film was already <laughs> shot. So it was a legitimate prescription. It- it idea. sounds really harsh. And and you can still get it as a prescription. Mm-hmm. Like, there are still people putting Fizohex on their faces Fabulous. to treat acne. They just didn't go into a drugstore to do it. They had to go through a doctor. Because they, it's one of those, I, oh, shoot, what's the epidemic where it can be toxic and passed to the baby? And I had to learn all these things. And um, they're always warning you not to have it when well, you Well, they're always pregnant. warning you that everything's going to go to your baby. So, you know, let's be Everything. Everything. Everything in the world Everything's is... going to kill you. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt the baby. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clearly, um... I did not enjoy being pregnant. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the last thing I had about that is that hexachlorophene was in dial soap before 1972. And they just, they did the same thing as Pfizer. They just reformed. Formulated so that they were within the FDA regulations, but I, uh, I was just like, dial soap. That's pretty, that's pretty intense, there, guys. But like you said, Heidi, it would work. I mean, it would certainly work if it would do the thing. (laughs) Would do the thing. That's great podcasting content right there. It would do the thing. (laughs) It would do the thing. All the things. The things and things. I can't believe I said that. Anyway. That's what editing's for. All right. <laughs> oh, but now I want to leave it because that's really cute. <laughs> I think I just wanted to talk about soap because this is, is this even a 
pickup line. I mean, what is I know he's move? like, uh, uh, well, you see, you know, I don't have anything to do tonight. Like, yeah, okay, well, it's a bash unit. Maybe you might be busy. Maybe not. But, he like, literally... that's literally, that's how you're you're going in for this? Like, Oh, no, no. He starts with, I think I'm in love. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. I guess, I guess, I guess I just didn't want to remember that was there. Heidi, did you date in the 70s? Was, was this a... <laughs> Was this an acceptable way to begin okay, conversation? I'm not, I'm not that old. Okay, that's what I wasn't sure, because you said you were little when this came out, and I okay, was like, well, depending okay, so on how... Uh, <laughs> I, was how born, I was born in 67. Okay. 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 So, yeah, I wasn't dating, I guess, until... <laughs> I was going to say, I, guess I maybe. claim I went on a date when I was 12. I mean, you I you guys had the 70s in that respect. I Huzzah. think I had, you know, quote unquote boyfriends when I was a young kid. Yeah. But And yeah, they were giving you cheesy lines, you know, for sure. Because that's all they knew was like, in my place or yours, wink, wink, you know, but they didn't Ugh. know what they were saying. You know what I mean? They're just, they're they're just emulating what emulating, they hear. Emulating, exactly. So, mm. yeah. I mean, and I think all we did was hold hands and then say we were going out with each other. And then um, I remember one boyfriend, we started dating because we were really good um, four square partners, you know, so (laughs) we seemed like a match made in heaven. And then he said, let's go on a double date to go see a movie. I wish I could remember what movie it was with some other friends. And he said, but we won't be watching the movie. And uh, so, yeah. So that I told my mom about that. (gasps) And because I didn't want to go, I didn't know what that meant. Well, I knew what that meant, but I was too young. I mean, I was probably like eight or nine or something. And she said, why don't you just call him and tell him that your mom said you're too young to be going out on dates. And so I did that and it got me out of that and so we were you know a couple for a full day and a half and then we were broken (laughs) up by that night because I wasn't going to go watch a movie with them and make out which (laughs) is silly so yeah that's how old I was in the 70s that's that's okay if it's any consolation I always claim even though we were just friends that my first date was with Mike Mc purely because I want my first date to have been to see Empire Strikes Back when they re-released them Mm. in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were both completely obsessed with Star Wars. And actually, I was completely obsessed with Star Wars. He was like, Star Wars is fine. And we hung out all the time. And Maybe we did go out, now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, we didn't. He very definitely was like, no, we're just friends. I, you know, kissed. Emily on the back of the bus, whatever. Not that I'm still bitter about that choir trip. Um, <laughs> but we went and saw Empire, and my father and baby sister sat five rows behind us the entire movie. <laughs> mm. And we were just friends, and nothing ever came of it. But it's such a better story to say your first date was to Empire than my <laughs> actual first date, which I don't even remember what it would have been. So The first yeah. time I asked a guy out and went on a first date was to go see E.T. <laughs> that movie but... still scares the crap out of me. <laughs> oh, I'm always podcasting with people who don't love et the way i do i'm sorry it's so, my mom's favorite okay. movie but i'm so, terrified of it. <laughs> that scene where they 
Spoiler alert, if you've never seen E.T., where they get E.T., like, has traumatized me for life. That is the most traumatizing part of the movie, for sure. I'm like, no! Except that I quote, before they come all the time. (laughs) And he's in the movie, he goes, we're sick. I think we're dying. Anytime I have, like, a cold, that line comes out. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Speaking of lines. Speaking of lines. So it's not a good one, Duke does. Does not impress her. No. And Clearly. I love that she like her look when she I have in my notes, she glances at him before turning away again. But it's like that oh, does not you. And I love how she doesn't even like she continues her conversation about this other girl's acne. I mean like just a complete not happening to Duke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just. It's yeah. a non-starter. <laughs> he has not charmed her in any way. She's she has not... heard it all before, and she does not want his BS. Exactly. <laughs> so he tries again. So he tries again. And this is when we get the the truth is I don't have anything to do tonight. And Why don't again, you show me around? Because I'm sure the MASH camp is a thrilling date. <laughs> Joanne Fluke's face is just so good. And and she does the th- she starts rubbing her left hand very conspicuously. As we all may chin. have done it one time, you know, just And that's Hawkeye says, Captain, I think you feel notice the lieutenant's beautiful hand she is and then well Get the rest of that line tomorrow, she but definitely married. Um, but yes, the the whole like I'm just gonna make bored eye contact with you while <laughs> showing <laughs> off my wedding band. <laughs> my my dog is now snoring very loudly. <laughs> oh, your dog is unimpressed with you. <laughs> She's like, I just heard I, it before. Yeah. <laughs> I did love the, um, this, this makes me think though, and another thing that Megan and I have in common is healthy obsession with the British royal family, and the uproar, the aghast, the pearl clutching that happened when Prince William said he wasn't going to wear a wedding band, and it was just like, we all know, <laughs> he's not like trying to be sneaky about it. <laughs> he's just not it's gonna o- wear one. It's okay to not wear a wedding band if you're married. It just means you can't get people who are hitting on you to go away with this. Yeah, he's probably fine. You know, the tabloids, you know, they'll figure it out. uh, You know how many millions of people watched him get married, let alone knew he got married? (laughs) I always loved that. I was like, oh my goodness. He's not wearing a wedding band. How will people know? He could be naughty and like, that's not. Also, to be fair, did it really stop his dad? No. So, you know. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Let the record show. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> She's just, Lieutenant Dish is just over it. Yep. God, she is so pretty. <laughs> yeah, but she's got like some dagger eyes, though. You could just tell. She's just... Well- I honestly think that's part of why I think she's so pretty, if that doesn't sound (laughs) twisted. Um, I'm kind of really into this whole look she's giving him. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's very, her body language is very confident, you know? She's got a lovely face, but also, yeah, no bull attitude, which is very attractive and cool. 
oh, I probably won't move it, but I, I just wanted to say in getting our first shot of Colonel Blake, I mean, we don't know he's Colonel Blake, but he's clearly a man in charge, but well, he's you got know, his fishing right, hat on. He, yeah, exactly. He has the fishing hat. He, he, for some reason, reminds me of someone who should be in Animal House for some reason to... Yet again, it's the glasses, it's the glasses, and that like kind of stir away, like what's going on look. That I think that color of that hat too is very collegiate. That yeah, specific maroon mm. color. Oh, mm. I I like well because on the TV show Henry has his sweater. That's right. He's usually wearing that sweater, and so, and like a bucket fishing hat. Yes, but but Henry has a collegiate air, so I like the idea that this this hat, I'm going to keep an eye on it. I keep an eye on it. I like it. I like it a lot. But I, I did have a little bit of, you know, you're going to talk, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was that was my last no. I I couldn't remember how much we had talked about that. So not that um, long. Yeah, I've given away the game. I'm sorry, Hawkeye. But yes, we are going to address Dish's marital status <laughs> <laughs> and then actually get some talking other than duke being a dog <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> maybe <laughs> i mean george lucas can afford to license elvis presley songs for american graffiti but i feel like we should get to license hound dog just for these like minutes with duke where it's just like yep, yep. that's what he is what he does well i've got a hot tip then a little vintage music to throw at everyone and that is that Hound Dog was originally written for this incredibly powerful female singer. My hands and my feet are going because I know who you're going to say it. It's so much better than Elvis, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, tell the people. (laughs) Share the joy. I got distracted by your claps. I was like, is that something that she does when she's trying to talk with her little little buddy <laughs> her little infant child so yeah no, big just big got real excited <laughs> big mama thornton is this incredibly fantastic rhythm and blues singer and that song was written for her by lieber and stoller i actually got to meet mike stoller in it was totally random Ooh. his was reading a book about music written in the 50s and 60s and they talk a lot about Lieber and Stoller in this book. The book is called There's Always Magic in the Air and I highly recommend it for anybody curious about the songwriting um, of popular music and 50s and 60s you know soul and rhythm and blues and rock and roll and all that stuff. But I I had that book in my hand at home because I was just voraciously reading it and loving every minute of it. And then my husband and I went off to see uh, a woman in San Francisco talk about the history of women in jazz. And she, I can't think of her name right now and I'm not going to look it up, but she happened to be married to Mike Stoller. So I just happened to walk out of the house with that book in my hand. So I had the book in the car. So at the break during a, a bit of an intermission of her teaching us about Uh, women uh, in jazz, I ran out to the car and got the book and went back in and I said, well, I know you didn't write this book, but this book has a lot to do with you. Do you mind signing it? And he was like, no, not at all. So it's really random. But yeah, he and uh, Lieber and Stoller wrote this this originally for Big Mama Thornton. And yeah, if you haven't heard it yet, check it out. You can just put it right into YouTube, Big Mama Thornton. 
Yep. And it's amazing. She's doing it live and it's fantastic. And so Tierney, you're already familiar with this? Her voice is amazing. And now that I've heard it, it just, it it makes so much more sense for her than for Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was joking with her and um, actually I came across her because I was listening to Big Joe Turner. Uh Uh-huh. And YouTube was like, hey, you know who you should check out? Big Mama Thornton. (laughs) And did he do Shake, Rattle, and Roll? Whoever did Shake, Rattle, and Roll, they're doing something with their voice that Elvis is very definitely trying to do it. And and he's doing it better. And then I listened to Hound Dog. And in my brain, I'm just like, I always knew this. Like, I knew that these people did these songs and did these musical styles and did these things first. But it's different to hear it. Right. Yeah, I mean, Elvis Presley has a certain amount of soul to him, but when you're when you're young and you're emulating other artists, mm-hmm. which he was still doing when he cut that, there's just he has a bit more of a straight ahead rhythm to it in the song and you guys will know it once you hear this which I'm sure you'll all go a googling to check it out and uh it is it's got a funk that's just so deep and soulful and a slightly slowerness to it that just makes your hips groove and move that you really yeah you feel it like deep down (laughs) in your soul (laughs) Heidi next movies by minutes meet up First of all, we both have to make it. And second of all, dance party. Sounds good. I'm into it. Totally into it. If you're into it. (laughs) But you've mentioned, I've mentioned this a lot before, this whole Movies by Minutes thing. And I believe I've plugged moviesbyminutes.com before. I got into this through, well, a friend recommending Star Wars Minute and me making fun of him about it for a whole season before I jumped in. Uh, P and Alex, Alex Robinson of the Godfather Minute, did Breaking Down Star Wars one minute at a time. They are, as of this recording, all the way into The Force Awakens. So there's plenty of back content if you're interested in that idea, but I just wanted to give them a shout out because they have made such a cool community And I think it was uh, in the finale of Back to the Future 3, I am fairly certain that Nick Jimenez was talking about the Movies by Minutes community and what it meant to him. I cried. I was in public. It was great. Um, (laughs) But he pointed out that, you know, this just kind of ballooned on them. This was not planned. (laughs) This is not managed. And they've always been so supportive they go on, I think, every show they're asked to. It's just, they're they're good dudes. And it's weird to say they didn't have to be, but if they had just made their podcast and been like, all right, all you crazies over there, whatever you do. But they mediate different podcasters and created a Facebook community so that we could all hook up and meet other people. I mean, when I co-hosted The NeverEnding Minute, that was with someone who I've yet to meet in person. I found him through that Facebook community and I just have completely lost my train of thought. I love everything. Go Google Big Mama Thornton. How did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and go uh, look up moviesbyminutes.com if you want to see what other podcasts are out there. You'll find all of our previous projects and then whatever else has come out since doing this recording. You know, they're just still coming out over and over and it's 
it's really fun to watch the group grow. And yeah, I mean, I started Spinal Tap Minute because I loved Star Wars Minute and I loved This is Spinal Tap. And I tweeted about it saying, I'm going to start this. I'm looking for a collaborator. And Star Wars Minute retweeted it. And that's how I found Sean. So now Sean and I have met in person at both of the Movies by Minutes meetups. But before that, we had never met in person. So it was really great to meet somebody through that community. I'm really hoping they don't. It's on a weekend I can do this year. And I'm really nervous because the weekend being floated is when I can't. But hopefully I will meet you there. <laughs> I hope so, too. You want to meet us? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw to anything. Now, uh, MASH Minute will be on that website. We're also at mashminute.com. And we have a Facebook group of our own. There's a page for the podcast. And through that, you can find the MASH Minute listeners post ep board. Um, it's just a, a closed group. It's closed to keep out robots. At least as of this recording, there has not been an AI singularity uprising. So <laughs> for now, we keep out robots. Yay! <laughs> and that's where we talk about anything mash related that comes to mind so we will be back tomorrow with another episode i just realized i have not been keeping track of where the week breaks are maybe it's not tomorrow but we'll be back with minute 10 trust me